changing all the time, right? For the better, I better say that. Better throw that out there, amen. For the better, amen. Going higher, going deeper, amen. Getting gooder and gooder, that's good. Yeah, better and better. Uh, mo' better, getting mo' better. All right, praise the Lord. Whew, what a good God, hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's try something new today. Let's go to Acts 3. <laughs> Acts 3, praise the Lord. We have, of course, uh, in our midweek services, been talking primarily throughout the year, talking about restoration, times of restoration. And uh, we'll talk some more about that again, praise the Lord. And uh, some of it's actually moving into our Sunday services. Uh, for what's uh, going on and what we see ahead here for us and for a church. And, um, of course, remember at the beginning of the year, I'll throw this out again for those that don't remember or haven't heard, but uh, at the beginning of the year, the Spirit of the Lord said this would be uh, a year of restoration, um, restoration of all things, you know. And so, uh, you know, was what a couple weeks after that, uh, Doc Barkley came in, amen, and, uh, of course, his word over the church was a word of restoration. Amen. So we had a confirmation on that. Hallelujah. And even just a week back here with uh, Reverend Webb, praise God. And that's the same thing has been stirring in his heart, praise God. And the same thing he wanted to speak over this church, talking restoration. Amen. Amen. God's good. Amen. 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 Brother uh, Frank, last week, praise God, pastor just tore it up, praise the Lord. Talk about restoration of signs and wonders and miracles, praise God, and amen. And uh, I was real encouraged uh, by that word and blessed by it, praise God. Trudy, of course, uh, a few weeks prior to that, talking about restoration too, praise God. It's just, I think everybody's kind of stirring in everybody's heart. And uh, so we're just going to keep diving and chipping away at it because if the word promises restoration of all things, well, bless the Lord, I'm going to take it. Amen. So if there's... You know, some things that ain't quite restored yet, well, we just might as well keep going after it till we get the all things. Come on, somebody, right? So let's look at the text here real quick in Acts 3, and let's go to verse, I believe it's verse 19. I guess I should get there first. Verse 19 says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And, of course, we've, we talked about that. In fact, Trudy really uh, zeroed in on that thing, talking about, you know, uh, you, know, you know, repenting is really about a change of heart, a change of mind. Amen? About, it really, literally means to stop, turn, and go the other way. So anytime you make a, you know, you stop in an area to make an adjustment and a change in God, guess what? Times of refreshing will come. Right. Are you hearing me? Times of refreshing will come uh, from the presence of the Lord. And then it goes on, and that he may send Jesus Christ who has preached uh, uh, to you before, uh, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. Amen. Everybody say, restoration of all things. Hallelujah. And that, of course, we zeroed in on that, been zeroing on that all uh, this year, praise God, so far. And let's give you just real quick, uh, just uh, again, the synonym, well, actually the word restoration, I'm not even going to uh, begin to, uh, uh, to pronounce the Greek word for that. It's, it's out there. Uh, so we'll leave that alone, or we'll all need restored. Uh, anyway, so it means restitution, uh, the returning or the making good of things. To restore, and again, here's some synonyms that, that, that are involved in the, in the defining of it. To renew, 
Of course, when you start hearing all these words, you start thinking of all the different things that are spoke throughout the Scriptures and how it's threaded throughout the whole Word of God. Renew, redeem, to replace, to recover, to return, to repair, to revive, to resurrect. Amen. To, uh, speaks of recovery, praise God. And, of course, there's others. Uh, so there's a, uh, just a, you know, a part of the uh, defining or the definition of this word restoration, praise God. So there's uh, times of restoration of all things. Can I hear a big amen? amen. We're going to go to the book of Romans, Romans 8. Yep, Romans 8. Who would have thought, right? Come on. Have I ever told you how much I like Romans 8? All right, I know I've told you a lot of times, praise God. Hallelujah. I love Romans 8. Praise God. Today we're going to talk about revived destiny. Amen. A revived destiny, or we could say uh, your vision being refreshed or your dream being restored. Amen. We could talk about uh, the renewing of purpose or however you want to word it, but I'm defining it today as a revived destiny. Amen. Uh, Because I think sometimes we let go of things. I said sometimes we let go of things. Due to circumstances and situations and things that go on in our life, it could be uh, self-induced, it could be things that happened around us, people, things that go on, mistakes, all, you, you could just, the list could go on and on, but the bottom line is it's all, it's all a ploy of the enemy to try to shut you down, to not move toward destiny, not move toward your future, are you hearing me? But instead, just to kind of get comfortable and settle in, and really, basically, you just kind of get mundane and and normal and average, and, and ain't nobody wants to be that mess. Are you hearing me? Because, I mean, if, with Jesus in your heart, ain't nobody's called to that normal stuff. Have you ever looked up those words? You look up the word normal or average or mundane, ain't none of it good, ain't none of it uh, scriptural for you. Come on, somebody. Uh, because you got the greater one on the inside, amen. You got the Spirit of God at your disposal. You got the armor of God to put on. Come on, somebody. You got the Word of God to put in your heart, amen. You got the presence of God every time you go to, you know, you'll spend some time with Him. Come on, there, there ain't nothing about God in your life that's going to make you normal or average or mundane or boring. I'll just throw that one out there, amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, let's not be boring. Amen. Hallelujah. You get some God working in your life, you won't be boring. I'll guarantee you that. All right. So Romans 8. Now, originally I was going to read the whole thing. So I won't. Maybe half of it. Amen. Uh, You know, before we're done here. But uh, we're just going to, I'm going to come down to like verse 26. And it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps... In our weaknesses. Now, we know the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's the helper, right? Jesus called him the helper, called him the standby, the strengthener, the comforter. I mean, a lot of, a lot of names for the Spirit of God. Amen. All, all defining its per, uh, the Spirit of God's purpose. Amen. So, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. That word there just means inabilities. Okay. And in, that literally means an inability to produce a result. That's all it means. Okay. So there might be you moving along, but you've, you come across an inability, you something that's trying to hang you up. Guess what? That's why the Spirit's there, to help. Amen? So you don't get hung up. So you don't, you know, uh, give up and quit because something seemed too hard. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Look at your neighbor and say, I think you need the Holy Ghost. 
<laughs> All right, we'll leave it alone. Hallelujah. For, for now, anyway. All right, so he helps in our weaknesses or our inabilities. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Didn't say we, we shouldn't know how to pray. We know how to pray. Sometimes you just don't know what to pray, right? Okay, so that's why the Spirit of God's here. For uh, uh, to pray or should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And that literally means in, in uttered in articulate speech. So we know he's talking about the Holy Ghost. We know he's talking about praying in the Spirit, all right? Uh, literally praying in tongues, what he's talking about there. Verse 27, now he who searches the heart, he's talking about the Spirit, searches the heart, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, praise the Lord, amen, because he makes intercession for the saints. Look at your neighbor and say, that'd be you. you. Uh-huh. For the saints, according to the will of God. Now, ain't that good? So you start praying in the Spirit. One of the purposes, amen, is praying the perfect will of God. Amen in your life. Amen. So if you don't know what's going on, what should I do? Well, then you don't know, you know what you should be praying. Then uh, start praying in the Spirit of God. And what happens pretty soon now, you're moving. Amen. Things are shifting. Praise God. Moving you toward the will of God. Everybody say, that'd be good. That'd be good. All right. So with that said, then it said, and we know. So he connects. Uh, 28 with 27, all right? Uh, isn't it an and, a conjunction? Is that right? Is that what they call that? I didn't really listen real good in that class, but I think they call it conjunction. The only reason I know it because I think of that song, conjunction, junction, <laughs> function. <laughs> you all seem to remember that one too. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for them little songs and little schoolhouse rock things, I don't know what I, I wouldn't have learned anything. Amen. So anyway, so, you know, 28 is connected to 27. Amen. So he's letting that be known. All right. So just hang on to that one. And we know that all things work together for good. Everybody say all things. All That's a lot of things. Amen. There's a lot of things going on. Some good things, some bad things. Some things in our favor, some things not. Some things going great, some things. <laughs> right? Right? And we know that all things are working together for good, amen, to those who love God, that'd be good, and to those who are called according to His purpose, praise God. Now, we're going to come back to that. For whom He foreknew, that's you and me, He also predestined, amen. Well, one of those things is to be conformed to the image of, of His Son, His Son Jesus. In other words, amen, how many know Jesus is a good example? Amen. Literally means to be fashioned after. Amen. It means to be uh, in uh, like similitude. Amen. Okay, so uh, conform to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That makes you part of the family. That's what he just said right there. Amen. So you might as well follow, jump in line, be a part of the family, start looking like the family. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking like the right family. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to put that on, amen, that's why you put off the old man, put on the new man, why? That's after his image, amen. Well, anyway, praise the Lord, it's another sermon. But anyway, praise the Lord, verse 30, here we go, moreover, whom he predestined, you and me again, remember, for who he foreknew, he also predestined, see, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. All right, so let's, let's camp right there for a few minutes. All right, so let's take a look at it. So today we're going to you know, do a little word study on some of these things. 
So the first one's going to be here. He said, uh, whom he predestined. You know, a lot of times people, you know, start thinking about what predestination means. And, you know, does that mean that I only have one life mapped out for me or, or whatever? And, and uh, so what, what, what does that mean? So, well, let's look at it. So the word predestined uh, means, uh, it's actually pro-orizo, pro-orizo, I think is how it's pronounced. Okay, so it's made up of two different words, but uh, it's defined as to limit in advance or to predetermine, predetermine before, or ordain destiny. Another uh, word for it, uh, definition there. But you have to kind of break the words down or else you kind of you start, you start limiting it. So the word pro-orizo, so made up of two Greek words, pro, which means uh, for, before, or forth, or forward, something forward, okay? Pro-horizo, which is where we get our word horizon, all right? So, which means... Uh, to mark out a bound or limit. Now, what it's saying here is the horizon is the limit. In other words, you've ever heard the sky is the limit? You get that out of this, the sky is the limit, or the horizon is the limit. What God's trying to do is move you toward that, amen, that destination, that destiny you're called to, and as you move toward the horizon and who you are, what you're defined to be and do, that horizon just keeps moving because there's no limits in God. Now, there's a calling. He's not saying that you get to be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do because that's not true because the word earlier it says it's according to his purpose, which that word is, is a prothesis, okay, which is the same thing, forward, but the word thesis, where we get our word thesis, like in college you write to write your thesis, and, uh, but what it means is uh, it means uh, reasoning or theory, but it's, it's his reasoning. So it's not like your reasoning, because that gets you in trouble. It's not about your theory on things. That gets you in trouble. But it's about his theory or his reasoning. So in other words, this predestination, this, amen, this destiny you're called to is something that God, amen, has thought this thing through. And he says, you know, you... You need to head this way because of who you are, what, you're, what you can do, what you're designed for, amen. So God starts moving you towards His purpose, all right? And along with that, verse 28, uh, or pardon me, verse 29, talks about being also conformed, right, to what? His image, the image of His Son, right? So it's not you just get to go be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. So he's moving you in the direction, amen, according to his reasoning and according to his image. Come on, somebody. So that kind of, you know, that kind of starts mapping it out a little bit. But the point is, as you move toward pro-horizon, amen, that horizon, because there's no limit in God, it just keeps moving out. So nothing's impossible with God. You know, that's why we use the word sometimes, which kind of gets, you know, gets abused a lot, but um, potential. The word potential means uh, uh, all things possible, really. It's defined true meaning. All things possible. In other words, there's no limit. So there's, you have potential. A lot of times we say, well, that's just a nice way of saying, you know, you have potential. <laughs> Come on, right? right? 
Some people are like, oh, that guy keeps telling me I have potential. It's like, oh, that's just a nice way to get me, you know, to, to shut up or something, you know, or something. Potential means all things are possible. Amen. So it's referring to, praise God, what it could be done in your life. Well, if you start moving in God, you might be amazed at what you can get done. You might be amazed at what you can do. You might be amazed at how that call in your life or that gifting in your life, amen, can, it can unfold, praise God, as you move forward. Amen. Come on. This is good news, people. Amen. So, well, come on, hang on, because we're not, we gotta, got to work through this. Put me uh, Jeremiah 29, just because it's, you know, it's a good verse. It kind of fits in this thing. You know, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Amen. I'm glad he's got good thoughts. Amen. Come on. What kind of thoughts? Thoughts of peace, right? Come on, thoughts of, of uh, what? Come on, shalom, huh? Right? Shalom, you know, nothing missing, nothing broken, everything working, everything in order. Thoughts of peace. That's God's thoughts towards you, not of evil. Not of ruin or destruction. Uh, actually, when you look up the word evil, it's, it's about everything evil you can think of is defined in that. So his thoughts are never evil towards you. His thoughts are only good. His thoughts of praise God are thoughts of peace, of bringing wholeness, restoration, moving you toward who you are. That's just good news because you start moving toward, amen. Well, his thoughts are, you keep going, praise God, because we got all kinds of things laid out there for you. All right, well, anyway, it excites me. All right, go back to Romans 8. Let's look. Uh, let's look at uh, verse 30 again. Moreover, whom he predestined, huh? these he also called. So what does that mean? Okay, the word called. Now, remember, we're talking about uh, a reviving, so to speak, of, of, of your destiny. We're, we're trying to revive it because I feel a lot of people put it on hold or a lot of people put it on, uh, you know, put the, like the book back on the shelf kind of a thing. And the whole time God's trying to move you towards something and do two things. Everybody say things. Because them things, there's things, those things, those things, those things have a tendency to somehow hang us up. But God says all those things are going to be working together, praise God, for your good because we're moving you towards something, and if you just keep following me, guess what? We'll get this thing done, praise God. So you don't want to give it up. You don't want to cash it in. You don't want to say, I've gone far enough. No, you haven't. Look at your neighbor and say, you've never gone far enough, praise God. There's always further to go in God, going from glory unto glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, grace upon grace, higher and higher, deeper and deeper. Why not? No limits in God. Amen? So the word called. What does the word called, uh, Kaleo, which means bid, a bidding, uh, an invite. Literally means an invitation. All right? Amen. It refers to things like appointments made or promptings, leadings. And even, even uh, threaded through it is a thing called creativity. It's threaded through all this. All right? Because God is constantly wooing us. Amen. Through an invite. Amen. Come unto me. Come unto me. Amen. So what he's moving you towards, he says, there is a pro-horizon for you and come, come, come. He's constantly drawing you, constantly trying to pull you in, constantly trying to move you further into him. Praise God. Always trying to do it. Why? Because there's so much more for you out there. Amen. You still with me? 
All right. So there's a bidding. There's a there's a, a, a wooing or a prompting of God. Amen. An invitation from God. And God's invitation is an open invitation to whosoever will receive it. Whoever draws unto God, what's Rome, uh, James 4 says, you know, draw unto him. What happens? He draws unto you, praise God. I think there's one in Psalms too, Psalm 73 maybe. Put that one on the board. Verse 28, but it is good for me to draw near to God. Amen. It's always good to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God. Amen. That I may declare all your works. It literally means all the mission. Everything at hand. Whatever it is, praise God, you're moving me towards. I can declare it. Why? Because I keep drawing into you, praise God. Nothing boring in the kingdom of God. There's nothing boring in the presence of God. There's nothing boring in serving God. When you're moving toward God, I guarantee you there is a life, praise God, that you have never experienced far better than anything you've ever tapped into yet. Come on, yeah. Come on. Well, praise the Lord. Let's try that. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, Verse 31, just uh, Romans 8. Uh, again, just says, what, what then, I'm just kind of jumping ahead here a little bit, we'll back up here in a minute, but what then shall we say to these things? You know, all these things he's saying. So even the things you've heard so far, what shall we say about this? Is God, if God is for us, who could be against us? Could you say that? See, remember, God's for you. God's not against you, so God's bid, his bidding and promise, he said, come on, I'm for you, I'm all for you, so come on, come on to me. Amen. Follow me, and I'll take you toward pro-horizon, I'll take you toward your destiny. I'll take you towards your future. Amen. I'll take you towards the things you're destined for. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right. God's for you. God's on your side. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 32 says, uh, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, if he was willing to give his own son for you, you think he's going to stop there? Everything, all of heaven's resources are at your disposal. So God is for you and not against you. So he not only is pointing you toward your destiny, he's trying to woo you toward him. Amen. Basically, in a sense, he's just pulling you toward destiny. And if you will move toward him, amen, you will automatically start walking in destiny. Are you still with me? All right. All right. All right. So praise the Lord. Um, let's see here. Let's go to, uh, back up to verse 30. It says, Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, amen, these he also justified. Everybody say justified. justified. Now the word justified just means rendered right. It's actually the same word used uh, for righteousness, uh, righteous, uh, justified, justification. All of them are the same Greek word. Okay, so rendered right, amen. To be rendered right or just, rendered just or rendered innocent or rendered free. Another way of saying it. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be free. free. Now the point being is, amen, nothing in your past is back there to hold you back. Now this this whole thing, he's, he's trying to show you something. There's nothing to hold you back from your destiny, your future. Nothing. All right? Because not only... Is he pointing the way? And not only is he wooing you unto him, why? So you can walk in his purpose, amen? So you can walk, praise God, after his image, amen? So you can walk in all that you're called to, but he's trying to let it be known. You're also justified. So anything that you've ever done, everybody say thing. Thanks. See, some things that hang us up are things we've done. 
I know it's nobody in here, but boy, those people that didn't come tonight, they always make mistakes. Has anybody ever made a bad choice? Anybody ever made a mistake? Huh? Is there anybody in here perfect yet? So this is pretty good to know. Not only praise God, amen, is he trying to point the way and trying to show you how it's done, praise God, but he's letting it be known, listen, nothing in your past can hold you back. That's good news. Remember, all things are going to work together here. Amen. Well, if you're going to keep hanging on to your past, you're going to let some of those things not work. Come on, somebody. You're going to hang something up. Pretty soon you're... Some people just stop altogether. They don't want to move forward because we've had too many mistakes. Don't raise your hand now. <laughs> Amen. But some people don't want to move forward because you just don't know every time I move forward, I stumble, I fall, or every time I move forward, you know, for some reason I, I, I don't do it right, I don't say it right, I, I, I embarrass myself, I embarrass everybody else, or, or every time I try to move forward, man, it just seems like, man, it just, it just doesn't work like it's supposed to work. You just keep, amen, moving toward Him, amen. And receive, amen, well, uh, was it uh, uh, 2 Corinthians and 5 and verse 17 says that you're a new creation. Woo, that's good news. But old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen. I like the new things. So if I can let go of the old things to grab hold of the new things, that's okay with me. Listen, he's the one that set it up that way. Now, a lot of times people think we should probably hang on to those old things. Come on. We got to let go of them things. Come on. You don't need those things. Those things are hanging up. Come on. Remember, you've been justified. In fact, I wanted to read this in uh, verse 21 in this chapter. That's actually the, the, the good verse here, too. It says, for he uh, uh, made him, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. <gasps> What? Why? Well, that he might uh, become the righteousness of God in him. Talking about you and me. You became the righteousness of God. The same word there, justified. Same Greek word. Come on. And he made you, amen, the righteousness of God, rendered right, amen. Jesus paid a price. Come on, somebody. Who, he who knew no sin was made to be sin. Why? For your benefit. Still with me? Back to Romans 8. Put verse uh, 30 back on the board again. All right. So whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, I mean, rendered right. So no matter what thing has happened, now we're not encouraging mistakes, and we're not encouraging sin, or we're not encouraging you to, uh, you know, get out there and fall flat on your face all the time, but what we are encouraging is please get back up and move forward. Come on, somebody. Just get back up and move forward. What's the word? Talk about, you know, a, a righteous man. Uh, you know, uh, rise, what, seven times, you know? Amen. Not, not that you only get seven shots at it, but <laughs> the word seven just means complete. In other words, you could be really good at falling. <laughs> the emphasis is not how many times you fall, but how many times you get back up. That's, That's right. the emphasis. So you might be falling down a lot, but you have to learn, amen, you, you got to get back up again. Amen. amen. So what he's trying to say, if you want to fulfill destiny, well, then part of that, uh, you know, you're going to have to receive is the fact that the mistakes that you've made, the things you've stumbled, the things you've done wrong, put it behind you and move forward. All right? There's all kinds of things back there. 
All right. Um, we're going to you know, get to these other things here in a minute. But these here are primarily dealing, when he's talking about he's also justified you. Amen. So in other words, he's talking about you. You've been justified. Amen. Hallelujah. So your thing, your hang-up is no longer a hang-up. Okay. Well, let's try another one. Okay. So whom he also uh, justified. What it, now? These he also glorified. There's a lot said in this verse. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, the word uh, glorified means to render or make glorious. It means full of glory, and it refers to an empowerment to move forward. An empowerment to move forward. All right, okay. So bottom line is what it's referring to is empowering you. Why? Because maybe somebody else around you made a mistake. Well, now we can hang out on that one. Because sometimes it isn't so much the thing that you've done that's hanging you up or slowing you down or keeping you back. And maybe it's something somebody else has done. Well, he's trying to let you know that even if somebody else around you didn't make good choices or didn't make this or didn't do it right, whatever, you're still empowered to move forward. You're still empowered to move forward. There's an empowerment for you, too. Am I in the right house? I thought maybe I took a wrong turn earlier. So it doesn't matter. The point is, you can fulfill destiny. You can walk in your future. You can walk in what you're called to be. Amen. You can, you can keep moving toward that horizon and that thing keep opening up for you, praise God. No limits. Amen. What God can do in your life. Are you still with me? Amen. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Let's, uh, let's see. Let's go to, uh, let's do this. Uh, put that Romans 8 and verse 18. I know I skipped a few verses there, but let's go to verse 18. It says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And nobody likes that verse. It's not your refrigerator verse by any means. But you need to understand the word suffering just means hardship or pressure that's being applied. Okay, so from whatever's going on, he's letting it be known that no matter what is going on around you, the glory, amen, is still and still can be revealed in you. Are you still with me? So even though maybe something's going on here or happened here or didn't go right here or didn't go right there, it, it shouldn't hang you up. That shouldn't be the thing to stop you from moving forward. Now, the reason this all needs to get mentioned today because these are the kind of things that we let hang us up. Well, you know, uh, you know I had a, a relational issue or I had you know, a family issue, or I had, uh, you know, a financial dilemma, or I had, you know, I got embarrassed, uh, my mistake, or somebody else made a mistake in the family, or it doesn't matter where it's come from, what's going on, I try to say, you can still move forward. You can still walk this out. You can still be all that you're called to be. You can still, amen, walk in pro-horizon. You can still move toward this, and all he's asking is, come unto me. God is always trying to draw His people unto Himself. The bidding, the invitation, amen, the call. Come on, somebody. Just keep coming unto me. We'll move you toward it, praise God. Amen? amen. I mean, He's been doing that since the beginning. 
You know, we've used many times for illustration, you know, uh, God is still trying to breathe into man. He's still trying to breathe the breath of life into man. He wants to do it on a daily basis. Amen. It's what keeps you vigorated. It's what keeps you moving forward. Even Jesus himself said, man, he said, walking in the will of God, man, moving toward God, those things, it's what, it's, it's food to me. It's sustenance to me. So the more I move toward this, the more I'm sustained. Are you still with me? It's the same thing for you and me. So let's back up now to verse uh, Romans 8, and let's go to verse, uh, what is it, 27, I think it is. Let's go to 27. We have some answers here, okay? So we've kind of already been letting the cat out of the bag, so to speak, here. That's kind of a morbid statement, a cat out of the bag. That, anyway, we'll leave that alone. But anyway, uh, so anyway, verse 27. Uh, no, verse, let's see. No, okay, verse, move forward, move forward, move forward. Let's go to verse 28, maybe. That's what it is. Verse 28. Bingo. There it is. All right. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Okay, right? So uh, I want the all things, no matter what things, if it's things that, that, you know, do because of me or things because of others, it doesn't matter what's going on. All these things, everybody say things. Amen. There's things that need to be worked together. Well, that thing didn't go right. Well, so God can get in the middle of that and fix things. God could turn that thing. I mean, I, this is, I think this is what, you know, God is so good. I mean, it doesn't matter if this thing happened, that thing happened, that thing. God said, I can work with that. Well, you don't understand. This happened and that happened and this happened. I can work with that. Well, this happened and that happened and this happened. I can still work with that. Right. You might be amazed at what I can do. Yeah. Amen. So all he asks of you and me. So here's the, here's the part he's asking, you know, kind of, like I said, I already kind of let this out a little bit. It's moving toward him. First, it starts off. Uh, these things work together for good to those who love God. Well, that sounds like a, you know, that'd probably be a, a you know, a good thing to do as a Christian. I don't think it's too much to ask for Christians to, to love God. I mean, he's not, you know, he knows the world probably wants nothing to do with him, but, but he, I mean, his kids, his people, his family should, I would think, you know, it shouldn't be a hard thing to love God. Okay, the word love. It's not agape, but agapeo, okay, is the Greek word there for love, which means a commitment, okay? Everybody say a commitment. All right. Uh, it refers to uh, a commit, a committed love or a dedicated love. It means to give a giving of oneself unto. So, in other words, all he's asking is for you to have a committed love toward him, a commitment toward him. Well, think about this. If he's if the if the invitation, he's constantly bidding you to come toward him, and you don't have any commitment toward him, well, you're not going to move toward him. So first off, you know, you're not, these things are not going to work together for good. God didn't say everything just works together for good. That ain't what he said. That's just a piece of the sentence. Are you hearing me? See, a lot of people say, well, you know, stuff, all, a bunch of bad's going, oh, it's just all going to work together for good, you know. <laughs> well, are you moving toward God? Well, No. Are you listening to God? Well, no. Are you moving toward Him at all? No. Well, then don't, don't go around saying all these things are going to work together for good because they won't. Right. 
The devil just keeps stealing and taking and mowing you over. I mean, he's the kind that throws you in front of the bus, gets back in the bus, runs you over, backs up over you again, decides, hey, still there, good. Runs over you again. None of that's good. But all things are working together for good to those who love God, have a commitment toward God. So because... Amen, I've got a commitment toward him. When he bids me to come, woos me to come, move, says, come. Here, I want to show you something. I want to bring you into something. Amen. Because of my commitment toward him, I'm follow. I'll move toward him. Because I have a commitment toward him. I have a love for him. You can't say you love God if you ain't going to move toward him. You know, it's like telling your wife you love her when you won't even talk to her. Got awful quiet in this house. Huh? Right? Sometimes they just become words. Same thing in, in our walk with God. Sometimes it just becomes words that have no meaning. They're empty. But God just says, you got, if you have a commitment, then what you've, you've commit yourself unto Him. You move toward Him. Amen. Everything about Him. You think about Him, and you, and you, you, you acknowledge Him, and, and you, you follow Him, and, and, and you, you take time to listen. These are all kind of part of it, because why? You love God. You're committed toward God. Okay, well, that's good, right? Right? So that's one thing. There's actually three things in this verse. Okay, one's loving God, you know, commitment toward God. And then it says, also to those who are called according to His purpose. So that same word called, same word bidding or prompting, but it says according to His purpose. And all it's just saying is this, okay, uh, move toward my purpose, not yours. (laughs) You want things to work out? Move toward me. Amen. Amen. Move toward me. Amen. You'll be amazed. And then so he's just saying the same thing. Amen. I have a plan. I have a purpose. I have an, and you, you, you hook up to my agenda and not yours. Think about how many times, you know, we've got our own agenda. I don't, against nobody in here, just work with me. Just humor me. But we have our own agenda, so we're moving along, and God has no place in that agenda. Or you might say, well, I'll give him, you know, Sunday morning, an hour. Pastor's long-winded, so, some, you know, an hour ended, I'm shutting it off. Now, a bunch of radicals in the house tonight, because you're midweekers. Look at your neighbor and say, that's right. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know. You know. All right. So, you know, you might have said, so maybe you decided, okay, I'm going to give Sunday and I'll give a Wednesday night. So we're talking about Thursday? Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> so the more of your agenda that you can turn over to him, I'm not saying you got to have a Bible study every night, but I am saying you should, you should be willing, amen, to move toward his plan, toward his purpose. Come on, somebody and not your own. You might be amazed how when you move toward His purpose, how much of your plan, your agenda, and all the things you got to do in the course of your week, how much of that He already has on His heart. How much of that He'll walk you through. 
And life becomes a lot more fun in God when you just move toward God, amen, according to His purpose. Amen. In other words, I'm going to hook up with Him. I'm going to let Him lead the way. I'm going to let, it's all saying that same thing, amen, moving toward God, moving toward God. Why? Because I want to fulfill destiny. Amen. When I got my own plan and my own agenda, uh, somehow I hang it up. Somehow it just... It, it stumbles it up and messes it up and muddies the waters. Somehow it just, it just don't get done right. Come on, somebody. And it doesn't get done right. What's the word even talk about? You know, uh, I'd like it to be done with, without sorrow. So I don't want to just move towards something and it all be, you know, okay, things are happening, but it's just filled with sorrow and misery and, and stress and anxiety. I want to I move toward God and, and fulfill and, and let Him, let His plan, let His purpose, His agenda, come on somebody, be the thing. So as a result of it, praise God, hallelujah, I'm not stressing out. I'm not all filled with anxiety and worry. I'm not all beaten down because of, of the pressure. All things are working together for good. All those things that are going on, amen, working together to those who love Him, to those who are called according to His purpose, praise God, that bidding, amen, you're willing to follow that, come on. But then it said something in the beginning of the verse, and it said, and, as we talked, brought out earlier, and we know. So obviously, a big part of all things working together for good has got to be somewhere along the line here, you've got to be somebody praying in the Spirit of God. You've got to get involved in the things of God. Be praying in the Spirit. Come on, somebody. Back up first. Uh, let's back up a couple verses then. Let's go to verse 26 again. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, our inabilities. Those things that seem to hang us up. Well, maybe it was my own doing. Well, you know, if you don't watch it pretty soon, you'd say, well, you know, it's just who, who I am. It's just my lot in life. I'm just going to, no, 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 no. The Spirit's here to help. We're going to get you moving toward God. We're going to get these things working. We'll get this thing happening like it should, praise God. For we know that uh, we, for we know, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but, amen, the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Amen. In other words, I may not know, you know, in English, you know, what I need to pray, but if I start praying in the Spirit of God, it starts moving me toward the will of God, praise God, things start working together. Well, that thing shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't happen. But if you start moving toward God, you'd be amazed how God can turn that thing around and make that thing right. Anybody hearing me? It's all about moving toward God. Uh, Verse 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows uh, what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So, some keys. Uh, Commitment toward God. Uh, Moving toward his plan, not yours. Amen. Come on. Praying in the Spirit of God. These are all things. And what's happened? Well, he starts moving toward prohorizing. Amen. And the more you start following him, that bidding and prompting, that invitation of him, and you start moving toward that, praise God, regardless of the mistakes you made, you've been justified, regardless of the mistakes everybody else makes, you've been glorified, it doesn't matter. It covers all the bases. If you just move toward God, amen, take the spirit route, you'll be amazed how all of it starts working together for good. Amen. Amen. 
Too many times we're going along, we say, well, that bad thing happened. I guess it was just meant to happen, and I guess my life's going to stink for, you know, for the, you know, whatever. And it, wait, wait, stop, stop. What happened? Well, so-and-so did this, and, and that happened. It doesn't matter. You're empowered to move forward. And if you just move toward God, amen, let the Spirit of God get involved, amen. In fact, earlier in the chapter, Romans 8 and verse 14, it says, you know, to many, those that are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. It says that they'll be uh, the, the children of God. Literally means weos, just that Greek word weos means mature ones. Amen. The more you let, let God lead you by the Spirit, the more mature you get. Maturity is based on, amen, whether or not you're going to be led by God or not. Maturity is not based on how many years you've been saved. Come on. Maturity is based on how much you'll let God lead you. So the whole thing, everything, all this Romans 8, the whole thing, man, talking about how you walk and where you set your mind, amen, talking about letting God uh, shine big on the inside of you, being led by the Spirit of God, praying in the Spirit of God, praise God, moving toward God. All of Romans 8 is dealing with, you know, you don't give up and you don't quit. Hey, ho, move forward, let's go, come on, everybody, who's with me, oh, yeah. That's how it works, Amen. So as a child of God, amen, you got no business putting your destiny on the shelf. You got no business putting the dream on the shelf. You got no business putting your plan, your purpose, the things that God has placed in your heart on the shelf. Amen. You just keep up, get up, I mean, and keep moving forward regardless of the mistake made, regardless of what somebody else did. I think of the examples, one in the Old Covenant, one in the New that comes to heart, and one in the Old Covenant is Joseph. The guy had a dream. Amen. And, um, and really, uh, to be honest, uh, Joseph didn't do everything right either. And, uh, uh, you know, he was raised, you know, he was, to be honest, uh, his dad was not a good, uh, a good parent. Uh, come on. And his parenting skills needed some help. Come on, somebody. Hello. So this boy was spoiled and was always paraded and always out. And Well, you know, you, you bet the brothers are going to get mad. You know, feel left rejected or left behind, and they're doing all the work, and the little punk up there in the front tent gets everything. And, and then he comes around, I got a dream, I got a dream, and you're all going to bow. I'm sure that nobody wanted to hear that. <laughs> Come on, you got to read the whole thing. If your little brother came up and told you that, you'd smack him upside the head. Don't you ever say that to me again? Say, no, I would follow whatever he, you would not. Come on. So sometimes, you know, we look at the story, we think it was all the brothers. No, some of the stuff just, it wasn't, you know, there was just things wrong on both sides here. But what worked for Joseph? Joseph just kept moving toward God. Through the betrayals, through the lies, through the, um, you know, the uh, you know, rejection, being forgotten about, all the things that other people even did that he had no, it was, had no bearing on that. But what happened? He kept just moving toward God. When the, when the brothers finally were up front bowing before him when they came to Egypt for help, the word said then he remembered. He remembered the dream. 
And it took him a little while. Because at first, you know, he wanted to mess with him. You know, kind of get even. He came around. Praise the Lord. Why? Because he's a guy that moves toward God. Look at your neighbor and say, you know, just keep moving toward God. You'll come around. <laughs> that was weak. Look at your neighbor and say, you'll come around. It's going to be all right. Amen. You just move toward God. Amen. Come on, right? I mean, think about all the times that, you know, you got hung up on something. You know that attitude you got that one time. You even at one, maybe you've moment in there thought, I don't even know if I like this God stuff. How come I'm always the one that has to forgive? <laughs> right? How come I'm the one that always has to change? How come I'm the only one that has to keep growing up? How come I got to keep going higher? What about him? What about her? Now you just keep moving toward God. You'll come out of that attitude. I'm all right. Just keep moving toward God. What's going to happen? You're going to fulfill destiny. All things are going to work together. What worked together? It all worked together for Joseph. How about Paul? I said, how about Paul? Uh, you know, we, he's a great example in the New Covenant of a man that all the pressures and things that happened and people made choices and decisions around him that, come on. And through it all, he just kept moving toward God. Paul didn't even do everything right. Sometimes he had an attitude towards some of the other brothers. I mean, even after the conversion, even after the road to Damascus experience. Come on, somebody. Because sometimes Paul felt like, ain't none of you doing nothing. I'm the only one doing anything. Well, he, had, he came through that. Come on, somebody. Why? Because he kept moving toward God. And, of course, the writer of Romans, amen, Romans 8, right? Paul wrote it, right? So I believe, you know, he understood that. You keep moving toward God. Amen. You, you go after his plan. Amen. Come on, somebody, right? What do you think? Lord, should we go this way? Don't go that way. Well, I want to go over here and preach. Don't go that way. Okay, then I'm going to go over here and do this. Don't go that way. Well, I'm supposed to preach to all people. Don't go that way. Okay. What do I do? He showed him in a dream. Go this way. No problem. Why? Because of his commitment toward God. Is willing, willing to, to yield to his agenda. Right? Come on. You know, we use this as an illustration all the time, you know, about, you know, Jesus didn't, didn't heal every blind person that he walked by. There was a few cases in there where he said, and people came and he healed them all. But we don't, he didn't say that about every place he went. He may go to the pool of Bethesda and he, he, he ministers to one man. Amen. And he had to con basically almost convince him, please, listen, take up your bed, walk. And he did. And he left. And the whole pool surrounded by people sick. And they're probably all looking going, hmm. If they were smart, they would have said, hey, hey, yo, dude. Right? Well, anyways, others did. I mean, you know, blind Bartimaeus, that was his, that was his deal, Right? He, would have, he probably would have walked right by blind Bart. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shh, quiet. Knock it off. You're embarrassing us. Jesus! Right, right, right. Remember that? And what did he do? He stopped, right? The point being is, I mean, Jesus didn't, you know, Jesus sometimes even walked by things that maybe you or me would have thought, 
well, that should be done, and that should be handled, and that should be taken care of. But what was Jesus? Jesus doing yielding huh, to the Father. We'll do His agenda. He said, I don't say anything unless I hear Him say it. I don't do anything unless I see Him do it. And that's what I do. And what happened? He fulfilled destiny. I said, He fulfilled destiny. And even all the pressure that came against Him and all the things that happened here and the enemy coming at Him this way and people saying this about Him on that, and none of that mattered. All things are working together for good, praise God. Why? Because I'm moving toward Him. Amen. And I think that same thing works for you and me. So you don't, don't hang it up, don't give up, don't back up, don't give in. Come on, somebody. You just keep moving toward God. You just keep moving toward Him. And as you move toward Him, all that, that horizon, as you move toward Him, you're seeing all that God's starting to unfold for you. And the more you move toward it, the more that keeps unfolding for you, praise God. Why? Because you're somebody that's committed to Him. Amen. You're somebody, praise God, willing to go after His purpose. Praise God. And somebody pray, willing, praise God, to yield to the Spirit of God and let the Spirit of God lead you. Praise God. Did you get something here tonight? Come on, give Him praise. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up and let me pray over you and let you go here. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say restoration. restoration. Woo. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise and glory and honor once again. We're thankful and grateful for all the things that you're doing and, uh, and really just all the glorious things that have already happened in our midst. And Father, we're, we're ready for more. Hallelujah. We're excited about all things being restored. Praise God. And we give you praise for that. And Father, once again, thank you for your word and every principle that uh, we've shared out of your word. We're just thankful for it. Praise God. So Lord, take us higher. Hallelujah. Take us deeper. Make us the men and women of God that we're destined to be. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you, praising God.